Check your audio. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's my, best, that's my best possible Should impression. all of our soundtracks just be us going, What's up? It should absolutely be like us trying to quote rap lines like that. Like <laughs> Mostly Little John. Listen, I just want to know that in this mic test, I am beginning to feel like a rap god. A rap god. A rap god. <laughs> there are those who say I'm a pod god. Pod god. <laughs> um, but no, instead today... We are vengeance. <laughs> wow, that was good. That I was, felt it. Well, that, that was, the energy was that there. That resonated across the table. I'm half-masked already. <laughs> like, this is this is working out, man. I'm really excited about this topic. And this was actually one of my... I believe this was one of my big ones for the year. When we did our... Uh, I don't remember whose it was. We'll have to go back, look at that episode. Everyone go I think I back. Had, I hijacked it. But it was like three people. So all three people at the table, or, th or four people, however many were there, were saying, like, this is definitely one of those things we're all looking forward to. That was a few yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... However, there is not four people here today. There is only two. It is I, Alex Austin, and on the pod with us today we have... Plebeian Vengeance, Adam. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> just like this film. And uh, today we are, if you haven't picked up on this yet, we are going to be talking about The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. And uh, this is a a pretty fucking cool movie. I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Um, so I think I think we're just going to forego non-spoiler talk because we're a couple weeks out from this already. Yeah. So I just, I just literally saw it last night at the end of the third weekend of release. And that was actually me trying to get to see this much sooner. So, really? Yeah, in the first week, that was when I was off, and that's when Amanda got the vid. So, oh. yeah, so the, for that whole week, I was basically on vacation, but also stuck at home. So, got like, it. I yeah, yeah. Go out. I never got it, thankfully, but then uh, last week, I was back at work, and it was just a balls to the walls crazy week for work. That makes and sense. Then, uh, and then on the weekend, I finally got it. I was on vacation the time it came out. Yeah. And I think I, my dad was, we were just sitting there. My dad's like, yeah, I wanted to go see this movie. I went, you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't go see movies with my parents yeah, ever. Yeah. So I was like, you do? So I, I went and saw it with my dad. And what a movie to go see with the parents. What a movie to, very uplifting, very positive, spirited <laughs> film. So uh, definitely something the parents would be into. What, what, what did they think of it? My dad liked it, but yeah. he's not into like the superhero. He's not into the superhero genre yeah. in general. Well, this was the most unsuperheroist of superhero films. It was until the second ending. <laughs> Which one was the second ending? Well, the one that they didn't need. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. Okay, okay. That's, I think we'll I know talk what about you're talking it. about. I think I know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, honestly, like uh, just high level, high high level here. I really enjoyed it. So I, I really enjoyed it. I would place it among my favorite Batman films. Um, I, I don't know if I like it more or less than say like a dark knight, if you will. So I think, I think they both have their own qualities that, you know, things that they do very well and some opportunities that maybe they had as well. Um, but yeah, overall, man, I, I thought this was just a, a, a knockout good film, man. I really enjoyed it. It is not nearly as good as the dark knight. Uh, I would disagree with that. It is not yeah. nearly as good. Yeah, yeah. But it is probably the second best Batman movie. There is maybe third. It's hard yeah, to yeah. say. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with it's that. It's a struggle. Yeah. Um, I think it had a really cool concept of mm -hmm. a film noir sort of... We're, we're kind of seeing Batman like... This kind of Batman didn't get over his parents' death. 
Yeah. Like, it's very clear. He's He's got this whole, I am vengeance. Like, he's just trying to get out his rage. Well, let's just get this out of the way. This is emo Bruce Wayne. This is emo Bruce Wayne. This is, like, Bruce full Wayne. emo Bruce Wayne. And, and I'm, in, I'm into it. Like, I have I'm no not, problem with it. I'm not against it at all. Like, it was it was fine. It was an interesting take on the character. I think it did. I, I think people were upset. People at first were like, oh, it's emo Bruce Wayne. But you realize that this is the story of his journey to accepting his parents' death and accepting the bad things and accepting yeah. what he can and can't change. Yeah, yeah. And I think that makes it okay because he comes out of it not emo Batman at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. That is his character progression. Now, it the film did start with a 27-minute vignette set to My Chemical Romance. We should probably mention that. Was that My Chemical I, just, Romance? Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. I'm like, was, I don't remember this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, there was Nirvana in it. Yeah. There was Nirvana, which was really cool. It was actually very fitting. It was very, it was. very grunge. Very fitting, and then we'll get more into that part too. But um, I guess we'll start with maybe just like the larger swing plot points, and then maybe talk about the characters along the way. And yeah, go from there. I love the idea that this was a. First of all, I'm not a huge fan of how dark it was. It was really dark, and I loved the ideology. It was really fucking dark, but it was really too black. Really fucking wet. Yeah, so goddamn wet in this city. Everything rains. So, so how, like. What do you do, like, if you got, like, a hole in your roof, when do you ever get to repair it? Oh, my God, yes. There's, like, no clear days, no sunlight, no I'm nothing. I'm totally fine with that. I loved it. I yeah, loved yeah. the mood. Oh, it was gritty as shit, man. Oh, my great. God. Great. So, now, I I did hear this was filmed in uh, Edinburgh. That makes a whole lot of sense as to why it was always raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and like, I know, especially, like, the graveyard scene at the end and stuff, that definitely right. looked like something from... from England, UK, Scotland, that area. So yep. definitely, definitely something more along those lines. But um, yeah, so in this film, I would say more so than any. This is kind of how I'll kick it off here. You could agree or disagree. I would probably say that uh, Gotham itself definitely had a very strong personality in this one. Yeah, I, it reminded me, I, co I constantly got vibes of a jacked up, dialed to 11 version of the um, original Gotham movie, Gotham. Oh, what the heck's his name that made the first Batman, dark Batman movie? Uh, Tim Burton. Okay, yeah, yeah. His yeah. kind of dark and gringy, and he didn't always have rain, probably because it was really hard to get rain on a yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. but you felt like he wanted rain. Yeah, yeah. You felt like that's what he wanted. But he did have bat nips. But he did have bat He did have bat nips. We'll give him that. Yeah, so this one, I felt like, was that dialed to 11. It had that neo-gothic kind of look. What yeah. threw me off was they had both like cell phones from 2020s from our era yes but cars and other technology and, and the technology style well, they, was of like the 80s well no they had modern cars too they, they, did. Had, they had it was all it was all sort of mixed together so this it, it it's it seems very intentional to me honestly yeah like it seems very intentional that they were really trying to carve out this is a time and a place that is unlike our own but in some ways like our own right so it's it's on some level it was comfortable right but in other ways it was very uncomfortable Right. And, yeah. I, and I think some of those things that kind of took you out of the comfort zone really helped set the tone. Too. Well, I just got like a vibe of they wanted to clearly mix the 80s. Yes. With us. Yep. And I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah. It's almost like if the Tim Burton Gotham somehow progressed another 30 years, it would have ended up like this. Like, yeah. It's, it definitely it definitely does feel a lot like the original Batman 1989 Gotham in many ways. So what I will say, though, is in, in, in regards to the character and in regards to Gotham, and this is maybe an overarching thing here, but what I really felt was that what we were starting with here was a very blank slate Batman. Right, so yeah, and, they didn't retell the story of killing his parents because everyone right. knows it, but we don't really know who he is and what he's about. Right, 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 and and it's almost as if the character of Bruce Wayne 
was kind of non-existent to start the film off. Like for sure. Like this was all Batman. His personality is Batman. You know what I mean? They kind of acknowledge that in the film as well. That that you know at one point that you know this is the real you and the other guy's not the real you. Which blah, is a blah, very blah. common theme. In yeah, the Batman yeah, universe. very very common theme. But even more so pronounced in this because he really was kind of a blank slate. And and throughout the film, you kind of see the 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 stuff he's up against, but also the city of Gotham sort of transcribing itself onto Batman and onto his actions and onto yeah. the personality of Bruce Wayne and then other things too like the relationship with you know Cat Catwoman and 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 you know what have you but I think it's a really interesting way of developing the character because the character is going to develop and grow and change with Gotham and that's yeah. really interesting because it's not there, in my opinion, looking back now at the Dark Knight series, there was definitely a disconnect there where Gotham was, it, it was just Chicago. I mean, let's be honest, it was Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? By the time you hit Dark Knight, it yeah. looked like Chicago. It was Chicago. It was filmed in Chicago. I could recognize the places they were showing in Chicago. I've and, never been uh, to Chicago, so and, no, but uh, I do, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you could tell like half the thing was filmed within the loop in Chicago. Like it was all Chicago <laughs> all the time. And, uh, and, and to that extent, it didn't have a ton of personality to me. So in, in this though, man, like, Gotham itself as a character, itself as a character transcribes onto the character of Bruce Wayne. And it's interesting to see Bruce Wayne start to come to the realization that he too will have to evolve and change and allow this transcription to happen, to rise to whatever challenges confront yeah. him. See, in the in the Dark Knight series, I call it the Dark Knight series, but whatever. The the um That's what it is. Yeah, Dark Knight trilogy. Is it called the trilogy the Dark yeah. Knight trilogy? Yeah, yeah. In that one, the first in the Batman begins. I felt Gotham had a strong sense of style. Yes. And in the second one, in the third one, it was just a city. It was Chicago. Yep. But to me, what happened is they first had, they didn't have a lot of extras in the first Batman Begins. So the feeling of the town and the city Mm -hmm. was the style. But in the second and third one, because they had so many extras and they talked about all these different people, Gotham wasn't the buildings. Yeah. Whereas in these ones, Gotham is the buildings. In the in Dark Knight series, it wasn't the buildings. It was the people because we heard from the people a lot and the people's opinion of Batman. Yeah. It was less about the city itself, the physical buildings. Yeah. yeah. And more about the people. Whereas in this one, it's it doesn't become the people until right at the end. Yeah. You you definitely see the most character progression within the last like within the third act. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's it's. I wouldn't even of... call it the third act. I'd call it the. Th- 3.5 act <laughs> fair enough fair enough the the postlude or something right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the exit for the exit film yeah but, they uh, did they did a great job where i really liked the dark themes and i really liked the idea that we got a brooding dark batman and that yeah. brooding dark bruce wayne as well yeah, yeah and everyone was sort of trying to get him out of his funk at like master wayne you've got to get back on the horse yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like clearly he's not quite over his parents and he's beating up criminals yeah, yeah. out of vengeance he's yeah, yeah. i am vengeance yeah, yeah. you know what i mean he's this dark one but over the they course even, catwoman even jokingly calls him vengeance at one point in the film too so, yeah, yeah she yeah, does yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. that's his tagline yeah yeah and i like the idea that they mirror him with um Edward Nigma. I, I don't remember what name they gave him in the show. Yeah, but no, Edward something. Yeah. 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 Basically, I really like the idea that they mirrored him where Ed- Edward Batnips. Okay, continue. Yeah. <laughs> where Nigma was clearly spurned by the city. Yeah. Um, and he took his vengeance out on the city. Yes. And you can clearly see this argument where he's taking out bad guys. Yeah. He's taking out bad guys. Yeah. And Batman, there's a moment of Batman going. Okay, yeah, he's taking out bad guys, but he's doing it in a not good way. He's right. murdering them right. in a horrible, horrible way. He's not bringing yeah. them to justice. But it almost seemed to me in that moment that maybe his sense of justice wasn't fully formed yet, or even yes. as fully formed as the Riddlers. Exactly. Yeah. 
So the Riddler's sense of justice was already fully formed, and he was already resolute on what justice meant, right? Yes. But, but I think Batman slash Bruce Wayne at this point really did not know. <laughs> so He maybe, thought he knew yeah, maybe. Yeah, and maybe because they didn't really hint at it, but it didn't really seem like he'd taken down any big scores yet at this point in his career. But No, not really. Yeah. He had beaten up a bunch of cronies. Basically, yeah. just spent the time punching things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and being scary, generally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, you're right. He hadn't really accomplished much, and he was really just taking out his anger. And he had a sense of morals. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. killing anyone. Right. But he didn't understand why. He didn't really understand where. Yeah. And I think the Riddler, through his actions framed the Batman into here is why the Batman doesn't use guns. Yeah. Not that he doesn't, he didn't specify no guns, but really does. He doesn't want killing. Yeah. He wants justice Mm. because that's his thing. He goes from, I am just, I am vengeance to I am justice. I I am this thing. And that's where it comes from is I love that growth of they mirrored him and said, you are like this because you saw what that side could be in what, how bad you could be as a person. And he also didn't get to see, Exactly what he should become, which he mentions at the end, he mentions hope, right? So yeah. he, you know, he didn't see what he was going to become until he began to help people one on one, right? Because in in his mind, for most of the film, helping people was just beating the shit out of guys. Yeah. <laughs> but then by the end of the film, he's actually like, you know, lifting people to safety and helping them up and you know, yeah. embracing them. You know what I mean? And actually, those are the things that inspire hope, not necessarily just violence, right? Yes. Like, and that that was really, although the violence. I love the violence, don't we- get me wrong. <laughs> but it, the people of Gotham, they, they want more than just violence, right? Yeah, so. I, I really like that. You, you absolutely hit it on the head. I love that that style of, at the start, he thought his re- his raison d'etre was to beat the shit out of bad guys so that they would stop doing bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. But over the course of the movie... He and he, kind of, he mentioned that he didn't think he was having an effect. He did mention that, yeah. yeah. And over the course of the movie with Enigma, he learned that that's not how you solve the problem. You solve it by giving hope. Like, you have to do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. He recognized that. Right. But right. you need to give hope. You need to not just beat up bad guys. You need yeah. to also be looking at the good guys and helping them out and being a good... Yeah. To, to the everyday man. Right. And I think that is his character arc in this one. It's not, and he goes from being emo because of that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was great. Yeah, honestly, it was, uh, in my opinion, it was one of the, if not the best Batman character arc. Because even if you go and look back at like, um, take like a Dark Knight, you know what I mean? Like, Bruce Wayne kind of ended the film the same way that he started, except he felt betrayed by, you know, Harvey Dent Two-Face. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's. You know, so in my mind, there wasn't a lot of character progression there outside of just like the relationships that he had, like his relationship between him and Rachel and his relationship, you know, because she was, was that the one she's blown up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and then uh, and then and then the falling out with Harvey. So like his journey was just lost and that was about it. But I really genuinely felt like this was a Bruce Wayne that started as a blank slate and then began to have the experiences of Batman transcribed onto Bruce Wayne as a person. And I'm going to be interested to see because certainly this thing looks like it's on track for probably 800 mil worldwide in terms of growth so i think it's gonna do pretty well for itself so i'll be interested to see if by the time we get to a second one if you're gonna see bruce wayne the character become more prominent because now he begins to realize that bruce wayne has to be someone to continue to be successful to continue to pay for myself philanthropy yeah 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 so he's gonna begin to see the value in in assuming all of those things which would be really interesting to see because we missed all that in the dark knight not to go straight into the future but supposedly, um, and I think it's a great next step. Is um, I I really want it. I would love it. I think the, I think this director, this cast, yeah. would fit it just right. Court of Owls. Oh yeah, because it's a very oh, yeah. it's a exploration of. In this one, they kind of vaguely explore 
Thomas Wayne, his father's yep. imperfection. Yeah. He is noted the entire thing as this great guy who donated a lot, was a great politician, yeah. was a inherently good guy. But it turns out one time he made, I mean, I'm sure it's not one time, but he made a bad call. And mm -hmm. that bad call is coming back to haunt Gotham. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne has to face the statement of, my father is not perfect. Right. My father is not a golden hero. Yeah. And I think the Court of Owls would be a great next step because it would talk. It would this time we get a lot of the Batman, hence the name. Yeah, yeah. Next time we would get a lot more of Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Because that's what the Court of Owls is about. Yep. And I think that's a fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll definitely get into more future stuff in a little bit, but I want to talk about so we did the meat and potatoes. Yeah. This movie. I want to talk about the good stuff, the dessert stuff. I want to talk about the sweet cookies and cakes and ice cream of this film because, oh, it was so good. A yeah. visual feast, fucking beautiful. Oh, so, it was. There were a few scenes that were a little too dark, I think, that you yeah. didn't quite get the thing. But the thing is, is the darkness yeah. also played a cool role because they used the black to silhouette yes. things really nicely. Yes. You didn't. You could just see like a tip of his ear in a, yep. in a silhouette while someone else was walking, so you knew yeah. he was watching. I've never felt like like a sort of a an imminent threat from a film just showing like a like a dark space and then just a loud like bomb 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 and there was nothing going on there but you definitely felt the imminence of of the situation right like well they would build like up these scenes i love there was this one scene where it was my favorite scene where i forget the name the senator the politician yeah was pissed off uh he gets home and he was pissed off and he was watching the news about his his own little debate or yeah. whatever and he's he's all annoyed and clearly you just see snippets and he's walking back and forth yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. To, he's talking to someone yeah, on the yeah. phone. And but, but the camera stays put. And the camera stays solid and all you see is Nigma just sort of in the background waiting for yeah, his yeah. moment. Just stalking. And it's just building this energy and you're like, oh God, I'm waiting for you're it. like, oh shit, <laughs> this is about to get real nasty real quick and it did. So that man is murdered. He is murdered. And that becomes the first kind of crime scene that, that Batman has to investigate. I also love that in this film, uh, Jeffrey Wright as uh, fucking Jim Gordon. Great job. Literally the most perfect casting. And I'm saying this even over and above like um, like Gary Oldman did a phenomenal job is, is you know, in the role as well. Yeah. But dude, Jeffrey Wright just hits it. Just oh, hits it, man. He's so good. Just so fucking good. I love this guy. Everything he's in, I love him in. Like yes. he was he was singularly the reason why I was interested in, in West fucking World. In Westworld. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's just so fucking good, man. He is anyway, good. So, uh, so him and that. I role... heard rumors that they're going to supposedly bring out a Gotham series, like HBO series, yeah. with him as the protagonist, and it's supposed do to it. kind of be like that. Just do it. NCIX cop noir thing. Give Jeffrey him. Wright everything. Give him all the things. So yeah, he deserves it. And uh, but I like that his relationship with with Batman had already progressed to a point of trust. Yeah. So you you could see Batman interacting in the crime scenes, which yes. was fun. So and kind of you know his his working through things, and obviously. The letters were addressed to him, so he had to be there anyway, just for the point of the plot. You know yep. what I mean? But uh, but it was just interesting seeing him in that environment and like around cops a lot. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's a lot of times he's separate or just running from the cops all the time. I love but... the constant dualition. There's one of the cops. Uh, um, he's always one of the, the main ones in every movie. The Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Where Diaz is like, you're going to let that freak in when yeah, you yeah. first interact with him. And yeah. Batman's just taller than everyone. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got boots on and yeah, shit like yeah. that. He's just got this... Presence. He's got I platform boots. He's dancing. Oh, he's I dancing down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just, yeah. And he's like, you freak. He's like, I dance wherever I want. I like dance. The, yeah. Nobody puts Batman in a corner. <laughs> yeah. 
that's exactly the line too. Yeah. It's verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I love this scene where he's walking through and there's this energy where all the cops don't trust him and mm. he's just got this silent, I'm the boss here. They don't know it, but everyone feels it. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah, yeah. He's and the one. Even though they don't like him and they call yeah. him a freak while he walks by, yep. he's still composed controlled yeah. and it just owns the scene I there was even it. the the csi that was in there that's like trying to get around the body and, yeah. and he's, he tries to squeeze between batman and the body batman just doesn't move yeah, like, yeah. Just, it's like excuse me excuse me and he has to like squeeze through yeah like it's just he's such like he's so stoic such a pillar and it's such a badass way to play the role yeah like uh they have diaz go you're a freak and then in a later scene he meets bruce wayne he's like it's bruce wayne hi bruce wayne yeah because yeah. he has no idea right 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 and, and he's even more brooding as bruce wayne yeah <laughs> yeah that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, so I love this, the 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 investigation sequences. Um, another couple of standout scenes to me, definitely like um, like the club scene for one. Like I I was like at first because Batman just shows up to the front door. Yeah, you know he's he's like, hey, dude, you know who I am. Oh, and, I love and, that. And and the guys kind of you know go to him a little bit. And he beats the shit out of him and walks in anyway. And he's just he's just busting through this club. Like working his way up, just beating the shit out of everybody between him and, and fucking, you know. But that's his style uh, at this point. Pot. He's vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so badass because people were just getting the fuck out of his way. The people fighting him were getting absolutely destroyed. Like, just... I love the, I think they did it three times. The scene where he enters the door. He's like, do you know who I am? Yes, he did it three times. <laughs> I think it was Correct. three times. And it was a different response every time, depending on the circumstances. Yeah, he was Batman, and then he was Bruce Wayne, and then, and then he just he opened it. a door, and he jumped him. And he just jumped him, and yeah, he, yeah. he just knocks on the door. They open up, and they're like, huh, and he just fucking barrels yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. I loved those three <laughs> scenes. It's like this. It was a joke every time for yeah, me. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I saw some people say, like, the film really didn't have, like, any funny parts to it, but there was little irony pieces like that that yeah. maybe they just missed out on. So. Or they just don't get that. It's just not, everyone thinks when they think comedy, they think punchline. Yeah, yeah. The punchline is this buildup of this. It's a physical comedy punchline. Yeah, yeah, line. yeah. There wasn't a ton of punchlines. It was the one no. where he punches Jim Gordon to escape from the cell, right? right. And, and and Jim's like, well, you could have pulled your punch. He's like, I did. Like, ha, 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 <laughs> funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I, I love that club scene. I love his first interaction with Cobblepot. Oh. Like they did a great job introducing Catwoman. It felt very organic. It wasn't forced at all. Like no, she was no. just already sort of ingratiated in that whole situation. And uh, and of course, um, Zoe, uh, what's her name? Zoe Kravitz. Yes, brilliant. She did great as Catwoman. Very very good. I thought she is very good. Yeah, I, yeah, she is fantastic. She was definitely more like alpha female versus femme fatale whereas Anne Hathaway was definitely more like femme fatale. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I which is, to me they're both fine. Yeah, like they're, they're fine. both different yeah, yeah. slightly slightly altered versions of it which is totally cool mm -hmm. by me. I have no problem. I like them both. I I can't tell which one I like more but I I I think I liked Anne Hathaway more as like a femme fatale, mm. but I didn't like all the directions they took her in. I like mm. how she kept getting in above her head. I think the problem I had with Catwoman in Dark Knight was she, even though she was a femme fatale, she kept, there are some scenes where she was in above her head. Yeah. She always ended up being in above her head. Yeah. Um, and she That's couldn't true. always get out of That's everything. That's true. Yeah. And I think that was a problem I had with yeah, that. Yeah, Whereas yeah. this one, I feel like she generally has her shit together. Oh, she was very well equipped. Yeah, and yeah. the Batman kept being kept putting her in situations that she didn't have control right. of. She right. had control until the Batman shows up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like the twist of her being um, the love child of 
Falcone. Oh yeah, and, like yeah. one of his one of his women from back in the day. I, I like that twist on it. Like that was a nice little yep. surprise. I so, no problem with that. Nice little twist and turn. And then uh, Cobblepot, a penguin. So this is obviously Colin Farrell. No, Holy shit! Didn't recognize him. Holy shit! He, he was flawless as the penguin. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him as the penguin. He was absolutely despicable in the role, yes. which was awesome to see. And uh, and 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 one, I think probably my favorite scene in the movie if not close to it is, is the car chase scene. Like I just, that, that whole buildup to like where, where Batman disappears from the ground and then, oh, and then, and then the, that car intro though. And then, and then the hot rod Batmobile shows oh, up. Dude, dude. Oh, stop it. I just came. Stop it. I'm a huge muscle so, car fan. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I drive a Dodge yeah, Challenger. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I love heavy cars. I have a motorcycle cause I'm a muscle yeah, yeah, freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I did the, Dude, I'm like, oh god oh and you can see like this some sort of jet engine in the back yeah. lighting up you know what i mean Dude, like, it was oh so god good. it was so good that was like to me that's like that's like Batman porn, dude. Like it that's was. like straight up like non-pornographic Batman porn. Like that's what What's that was. What's funny is I've never been that interested in a Batmobile ever. There's dude. never been a Batmobile. I'm like I fucking want that in my driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first time I'm like I'm I need that in yeah, my yeah. driveway. <laughs> that's a that is a muscle car. Like that's like a hot rod muscle car. Yeah, yeah. You like, saw it. Oh. You're like I am vengeance. It's gonna be in my driveway. So yeah, man. It's it. That whole car chase scene was good. Uh, the ending where I love the ending where he comes flying out of the fiery smoke of that yeah. giant crash that probably killed 500 people yes. and he comes flying out of it. And then, and then when he stops, he just gets out and it's just the, the music build again. Bum, 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 and he's just bum, walking bum, upside bum, down. Bum. Yeah. Yeah. And so slowly up to him and then he bends over. I'm like, so badass. Yes. So bad. You don't need to know what happens next. Cause you no. know what the fuck, what happens drags next. Drags him the fuck out. Like, and then he takes, <laughs> Cuffs him and he takes him up to the top of that tower, man. You oh, know I, it. I fucking love that scene with, yeah. with him where he's like, you guys are the worst detectives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Like, uh, just so good, man. But uh, anyway, that, that was a great scene. Uh, all of the fights in it were good, but for different reasons. Like There, there was, was a few. I wish they showed a bit better. It was a great idea of a scene, but I don't think it was perfect. Was the one where people are shooting at him and he's fighting by like gunshot light. Oh yeah, you only get a couple frames. You get a couple of frames. Yeah. I wanted to see more like John Wick pose fights. Yeah. Where it didn't seem, I didn't get as much of that as I wanted. I'm like, right. it was so close to perfection. Yeah, and he definitely came off in this more as like um, swoop in pugilist versus like karate guy. Like yeah. I, I know that they were kind of in the Dark Knight trilogy. He was like, you know. Trained as a karate guy by um, uh, Raz, the League of Shadows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it, I don't, I don't know if this if this seemed. He just quite seems like to have that. bulletproof everything. Yeah, yeah. They fucking armor's bulletproof. Load on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, is cool to see. He's basically in an Iron Man suit. But it makes sense because, like, if you're this practical Batman, you know that the main thing the bad guys are going to be doing is like either a stabbing you or b shooting at you. Yeah, but it's still the problem is is no matter how much unless you have like metallic iron man armor suit to, you know, dampen the damage. Yeah. You're still taking the full force to your body. So he's still getting fucked up. Well, and, and, and they did a good job of when he gets hit with the shotgun at the end. They did a good job of showing him going through that. Yeah. The pain of taking that hit and then basically like passing out at one point, right? Yeah. So like they so they did a good job of that I think throughout. They they kept it probably, you know, even more so I would I would say than the like the original Tim Burton one. Like th this was a very grounded 
Batman. Oh, like I don't. Was, know. I would not say it was grounded. Well, I, oh, I would say it's like one of the more realistic ones in terms of like you know what his capabilities are as a as a man. No, I think the most suit. grounded ones are the Dark Knight trilogy. Really? Yeah, by a, by a large mile. Yeah, this one know. is far more artistic. They went for artistic, and they made him bulletproof because they wanted him to have the feeling of in. On, you know, an unwavering yeah. force of nature. Yeah, and, and I like the, the flashy bits, too. That's yeah. obviously, in a movie this dark, the flashy bits are nice to kind of play with yeah. as well for visual I, effect. I don't know. I guess I just wanted that scene to be more... I, I'm reminded more of a, a better version of it, which is, oh, my God, what's it called with the Grammaton clerics? Oh, from... Uh, yeah, with, Christian uh, Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. It was um, ang- angular symmetry. Oh, my God. What's it called? It's called something like geometry... Oh my God! Equilibrium. Equilibrium. <laughs> that was that was a struggle. Woo, woo! That that had great fight scenes in it for the day. Yeah, that was what two thousand three. It said. Is that what it was? It was a long ass time ago. Two thousand two. Wow, that was a great stuff. Wow, wow, wow! But no, I love this one. I loved the I, some of the riddles were a little bit ridiculous, like they bring yeah. them out into light. But I didn't give a shit because it's comic book. It's yeah, yeah. it's extraordinary by nature. Yeah, but then when you find out though that some of the riddles seem ridiculous, but it was also about the Riddler fooling himself into thinking that Batman was working with him yeah. to his own ends, right? And you don't find that out until basically almost the very end. You know what I mean? Like the last interaction that Batman has with him, that's what you learn, is that this is actually what the Riddler thought was happening the whole time, and that's different than what Batman thought was happening the whole time, yes. which is different than what we thought was happening the whole time, yeah. right? So it was, it was interesting to see that like the expectation of where that was all going didn't really align, right? And he actually went into a rage, the Riddler, when he found out that, like, actually Batman still hates his fucking guts and thinks he's a loser. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's he went into an absolute rage because he thought that they'd been working together. Like, it didn't even make sense to him. Yeah, he was like, we're friends. This is yeah, I brought yeah. us in this prison I for said, a reason. I said, bring him into the light, and you brought him under the light, remember? Like, yeah. yeah it, he's like, I, he's like I, that's the only way I could have gotten the shot, right? And uh, it was just, it was really interesting to kind of see that play out. And then, uh, obviously, then... He got a little bit more insulting because Batman hadn't figured out the grandest. It is this the alternate ending you were talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not care for this extra stuff. I understand that they needed to show that Batman had learned to be a force of hope and yep. not a force of vengeance. Yep. But this was just at this point, I felt like the movie was over. I will challenge it, but for good reason. I'll okay. challenge it for good reason. So what happens then? This so we're talking about the part where Batman then discovers that there's this big plot, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna blow some shit up and they're gonna flood the whole fucking the whole fucking thing, right? Yeah. All of Gotham or whatever. So And my- a bunch of bunch of people will. Like a bunch of bunch of people who live in Gotham yeah. are gonna flood their own goddamn houses. Well, no, but it was like it was like the paramilitary people. Sure. It's like the radicalized like social that. media people. Yeah, I get yeah. that. So and then, it's because they all show up looking like him. And then they're like, we're also going to kill a bunch of people too, all these prominent people, because we know they're going to try and take refuge in the stadium. Right? Yeah. Like they knew that. And uh, so they're there. They're about to do this big fucking thing where they're going to start mowing down the crowd. Even and, though they uh, knew that the stadium was going to get flooded. Yeah. Well, that, that just makes it easier because then people are just sitting ducks, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the idea. They just so. wanted to shoot for, for anger. They just want, again, this is that they wanted vengeance. They were what well, they were radicalized. Become. They were radicalized. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. people who were spurned by, by Gotham, just like yeah. the Batman. Yeah. They were people who suffered under Gotham. Right. And they 
wanted vengeance. Yeah. So, but again, this is a f- like sort of a, a a force manifest within Gotham that now Batman himself is up against. So again, yeah. this is just another event that helps shape who he becomes by the end of the film. And then the whole flooding of the city is metaphorical, right? Yeah. Washing away of the old city, washing away of the old Batman, yes. right? And him having to assume his new his new role as someone who represents help and hope versus yes. just vengeance, right? So in in my mind, it was necessary uh, for plot and also for the metaphor the metaphorical aspect of it. If you're going to go deeper with it. But uh, it was a lot. It was a lot right I at the end. I just think yeah. that they should have caught... I don't like that they put Nigma in... Like, they caught him. Yeah. And then they had this scene. They needed this scene with Nigma, And he needed to have gotten caught fair enough. during this scene. Fair enough. It needed to be that kind of a climax. Yep, that's fair. That's, that's fair. what should have happened. Yeah, and I, I don't see why he couldn't have gotten away. And then Batman couldn't have made the discovery himself. And then they still have a conversation at the very end. Yes. Where Edward Dingham finds out that actually Batman wasn't with him. The or they time. could have just had the conversation. Uh, they're at the stadium getting ready to flood. Yeah, and yeah, Batman's got to make catwalk. On, on the, the catwalk. catwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Batman's got to make a choice where he's going to help them. And he's like, wait, what? And Riddler's <laughs> like, you love me. You were my best friend the whole time. And Batman's like, no, I, I don't like you, guy. You're not very nice. <laughs> I don't like you, bro. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't your guy, bro. Listen, bruv. <laughs> Yeah, I think that scene was done a little wrong because they ended the movie by catching Nigma and yeah. then had the movie continue. I'm like, no, 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 no. something's yeah, yeah. wrong here. Yeah, yeah. So it's not wrong. I like this. I like the purpose of the yeah, end yeah. scene. I think the purpose was needed. Yep. But I think the layout was a little wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was also kind of to show that, like, oh, actually, Batman, you kind of suck at your job because you didn't figure this final. Yeah. Out. You know what I mean? But anyway, by that point, it becomes so weird and ethereal what his plans were that you know. Yeah. Who really knows, right? Who really knows? But um, yeah, the final fight was really cool. The catwalk fight was cool. So really violent, really fun. Uh, lots. Of I guns. didn't find it too good because it was a bunch of mook fucks beating up Batman, and we're like we'd already seen Batman kicking the shit out of more trained people than internet was, nerds. But it was more heavily armed mook fucks. That was the I, point, I guess. <laughs> but he does take the hit from the shotgun. He does pass out at the one point. He hits himself with, I don't know, bane juice. What was that? I don't even know. I, I think it was just adrenaline. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And he gets back up and keeps fighting. I mean, it could they could retcon that later to be bane juice. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. I needed it, Joker to be. juice. It was Joker juice. Joker juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the twist that kind of threw me off that was not like surprising at all was at the end of it all. As it turns out, Falcone is the big bad guy, yeah. and we're all looking yeah. at each other, going, "Has any of you watched Batman or yeah, seen yeah. Batman? Falcone's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's yeah. a piece of yeah, shit, yeah. and generally runs the crime city. So he's kind of the kingpin of this world. Right. So it's like w- w- the fact that he's the bad guy of all of this. You're like, yeah, no duh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, and then, and obviously him falling is, whatever comes next is going to be about whoever fills that, that vacuum. Right? Yes. So, which is going to be interesting to see who's, you know, if you were going to go by the pre-post-credit scene for any of this, like the very final uh, scene. No, I, I, I hate, I don't want the Joker. Yeah, you might assume it's going to be the Joker. No, played, I actually played by Barry Keegan. Is that his name? I don't remember. He was, yeah, Barry Keegan. Uh, yeah. Yep. Unseen Arkham Prisoner. Yeah, Barry yeah, Keegan. Sure. Yeah, so he's, uh, so this is actually, um, he was just in Eternals. He played like the psychic Eternal. Oh, he played that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I, not that I, I'm saying this guy can't do Batman or can't do Joker, but I wasn't happy with Joker, but I think this version of Batman yeah. would lay really well to the Mr. Freeze storyline for, to, to the Court of Owls. Yeah. Um, because it's a very political and it's dark and it's kind of has that weird thing going and it's got that, cre- that's where you can do your psychedelic stuff. Yep. 
Um, it would, would do really good job for the Mr. One of the more Mr. Freeze series, which came out um, the most famous story, which is um, the version of it, which is like a sad story where Mr. Freeze is desperate to save his yeah, wife. Yeah, saving his wife, yeah. And I... I think this is a perfect theme of that because it's a well, they, sad, they depressing. Well, the best style. version of that in the Harley Quinn TV series. Let's be honest. <laughs> what did you see the Mister Freeze episode of that? No, I don't think okay, I did. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Go and watch it. It's fucking funny. You gotta go see it. It's oh, I love that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the latest season. It's, I love uh, it. Yeah, there, there was a Mister Freeze episode. Yeah, was it season two? Yeah, I believe it was season I two. Probably have seen it. I just, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. not yeah. remember. So good. Um, so definitely see that. Definitely okay, see that. That's a great one. But I think this style would lay really well to that that story. Yeah. Um, and then. Then I don't. Then maybe if you're going to do the Joker, you do the Killing Joke. I think we're going to get Hush. Oh, Hush would be a good one. I think we're going to get Hush. Hush would be honestly. good. Yeah, and that's something that hasn't been adapted yet. I just read it for the first time last year, or the year before, and it was quite good. So it was obviously a whole character arc for his friend. I'm not going to say anything spoiler at this point, but a friend who comes back in a certain role that yes. I, I never would have known about had I not read it, and uh, really interesting. And I thought there was actually some allusion to who that was in this film, but I couldn't remember quite where I'd heard it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think so. But yeah, anyway. no, that would be a really good choice for this one too. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, there was there was a moment where they flashed something on the screen in a meme and it says like hush. Oh really? Hush exclamation point. But it was like one of the memes that Riddler had posted along with his riddles or whatever. So Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, nice, nice. So anyway, yeah, I would say honestly, man, like I'd probably give this I'd probably give it like a solid nine out of ten. Yeah, here's the deal. I you know what I think you're right I think I after talking about it and thinking about each stage of it and the mm. the metaphysical I think it is just as good as the Dark Knight yeah um but in a different, different way yeah, yeah for different reasons yeah. they're clearly both telling stories about people and about change and mm. expectations of those people but I, I in this movie in the Dark Knight I felt like it was perfection I loved every moment of it yeah it the, made total sense to me every scene was good needed movie. yeah. This one, I felt like, I kind of feel like that Star Wars Rogue One, mm-hmm. we were this close to perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they just redid that last scene yep. so that I didn't feel like the movie was done before it was done, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been a perfect movie. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on this hill. I'd also give Dark Knight a 9 out of 10. The reason being is because I really disliked the final fight in the building. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's got to find the Joker, and then I'm going to use my magic eyes to do that. And he uses magic sonar eyes, and then he finds him, and somehow it's like a fair fight. Like, yeah. there's a couple dogs. Like, after what I just watched this guy do the whole fucking movie, like, the, the guy with a pipe is going to hit him? Like, come on. Yeah, I think it, you're right. Like, that, that to me was a little bit imbalanced. I don't know. Like, I thought that maybe there should have been a more Jokerish end game to that, where maybe, like, he was, you know, I don't know, holding a puppy off the fucking building and Batman had to save the puppy or something. And that's well, just I would just imagine, like, big, big, um, fancy, fun, punchy things coming out of walls randomly. Yeah, yeah, boxes. just a- anything, anything. Or even, like, more IED kind of stuff, because that's the kind of Joker he was, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, anyway, but that, that's a hill I'm I think you're down. right. I think they're both 9 out of 10s. Yeah, yeah. But they're just imperfect in their own ways. Yeah, right. But I know I just, this one, I ended it with going, that ending was shit. But I kind of liked the ending, mm. whereas Dark Knight... I didn't get that feeling. I well, liked it I, I all like the, the way I like the part where he's on the building and he's helping people. And I like that. I like that. Because yeah. that's because that, that's where he starts talking in a way that shows the character has progressed. Because yeah. there, there's a narrative voice that's him, you know, which is cool, which is also needed, which I really liked. Yeah. And, and I hope that this doesn't turn out like uh, the original Spider-Man trilogy where the first movie had a narrative voice and then the following ones didn't. The first one is superior because it had a narrative voice. <laughs> like that just works very, very well in superhero films told from per- first person perspective. So I think uh, they need to keep that going. Yeah. And talking about the future of this series, because obviously I think it's doing really well. We all want more. Yep. 
Um, it sounds like there's been rumors of the Court of Owls, like we talked about. Yep. And then the other one was, I think the director himself has said he's interested in adapting Arkham Asylum. So the game. Crazy. Because he's already got Joker in prison, so he's already interacted with the Joker. And we all know the villains. Yeah. He doesn't need to reintroduce them. He could that just... That would be really interesting. It'd be That'd a good be, introduction yeah. to the Joker. So basically, they've taken over Arkham already, and then it's Batman's job to infiltrate and take him down. Yeah, in this one, I love the video game story. I think it was a great... I think the video game story is perfect. I think it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Because it is a um, monster of the week, best of. Like, there's different sections of the games yeah. noted by each each boss. The problem is it's challenging to do that as a movie. Mm. Um, because you just don't have enough time to give to each villain like you do in a game. Now, one thing I'll say is, so if you take just the last mainline Batman series, Dark Knight, and you take you take the Batman, what we have is very grounded Batman films with not fantastical elements to them necessarily. Mm-hmm. So everything's at least seemingly rooted in modern technology and 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 you know things like that. So I'm curious, what would you think about someone like? You know, say uh, a Mister Freeze or a Clayface or Poison Ivy or someone with more like fantastical powers mm-hmm. showing up in a series like this. Like, would you be for that or against that because of the groundedness of it? I'm totally for it. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, um, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, obviously they have to fit it into the style. I don't. Clayface would work. Clayface would be an interesting person. Yeah. Um, I think they'd have to dumb down his powers a bit. Oh yeah, uh, like he couldn't just turn into a hulking machine that could yeah, yeah. punch. You know what I mean? They'd have to dumb him down, like bring him down a bit. Yep. Um, I think Mr. Freeze would work out just fine. Yep. Maybe his gun wouldn't be quite as powerful or something like yeah. that. Um, but I think if you do the Mr. Freeze, you have to focus less on his powers and more mm. on him as a character mm. and the crimes that he commits. Yeah. And the psychology of that character. Yeah. I think I think they'll probably stay. I think I, my gut feeling is that they'll stay on the path they're on now with the more grounded elements, grounded elements of it. You could see like Court of Owls psychedelic things sort of come up in the future. Yep. And Hush, you know, I think is probably in the docket here. But but I, I think that's where this particular trilogy is going to go. I, I don't think they're going to get too fantastical with this one. No. And maybe save the fantastical elements to the larger DCU if they keep doing Justice League and I would shit like, like to that. see the Mr. Freeze story arc. That'd be fucking sweet. That that that's the one I'm like I'm willing to accept it as long as as long as it's Arnold well, Schwarzenegger. We've already done Mr. Freeze. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get to the ice block. She is frozen. <laughs> we must unfreeze her. So I need a cure. <laughs> Mr. Vengeance, it is ice to see you. <laughs> You need more Mr. Freeze? We had that. We had that <laughs> that masterful portrayal of, of Mr. Freeze. So. Your movies are so good. I'm going to freeze them in time. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. It's really good. So uh yeah, man. Uh so we're both to... in on nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Who'd you get to who would you get to play Mr. Freeze if he came into this? Oh fuck. That's a good question. I hadn't think thought of that. You know oh. who would sound you, you know who you know. This is a tough sell. Yeah. But I think who could pull it off is um Tom Holland. No. <laughs> yeah, because he's because he's in fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh no. Hey, you want to freeze? <laughs> Tom Hanks. Interesting. So the reason being is because Tom Hanks inherently has this skill of being a likable person. Yeah. So you need him to be likable and you need him to be relatable and you need you need to be depressed about that character. So when Tom Hanks does something evil and dark because you know he's desperate, you feel for him and yeah. you need to feel for that character and i feel like tom hanks just inherently has a you care about him attitude 
And I think it would be a struggle to get the dark side of Tom Hanks out. But if you can, it'd be perfect. Interesting. Hmm. I'd like to see Jim Carrey do the role. Like dark nowadays Jim Carrey. Maybe. Because they shave him. He actually kind of looks like him. But they, they, they throw the goggles on him. And then uh, and then he could absolutely... He has the range for it. I he think. does. Yeah, he yeah. does. So that would be interesting. Numbers? All I can think about is... I think it this, was numbers, right? This would be his redemption. His redemption in the Batman universe. So yeah. uh, <laughs> having played the, the original The Riddler. So... That, that could work, but I think that's the problem is people would be... Re- the thing is, I'm not too bothered by it because, yeah, people would be reminded of that, but I don't think... I think if he does a good enough job, nobody cares. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't Nobody give a gives shit. a shit. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, whatever, man, as long as it's a good movie. I kind of... I'm annoyed... Excuse me. I'm kind of annoyed by... I, I, I see how actors are annoyed by it, the whole typecasting thing. Yeah. Like, clearly, Robert Pattinson was typecasted. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I really love... He tells a story about how he got hired for this one where... He made a claim to his uh, to his agent where he said, I only want to be hired for like freaks. I like playing. He just I guess he tells his agent he just likes playing freak characters. Yeah. And when this came to his desk, uh, someone gave it to him and the agent's like, yeah, I didn't bring it to you because it's Batman. Yeah. And he's like, this is no, this is perfect. Yeah. And the agent's like, why? You like playing freaks? He's like. He's a freak. He's the ultimate freak. He's yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah. freak. Yeah, yeah. Have you not? What, what are you talking about? He's yeah. clearly a, a groom. Like, he's a freak. He's a weirdo. Persona non grata. Is that what they call it? Like a non-person entity? Who yeah. just beats the shit out of things. Like, yeah, dude, that's that's amazing. So that's, that's a fun role. Yeah, and the fact that he considered Batman a freak told yeah. me that he kind of understands the mentality yep. of Batman. Yep. So yeah, dude, I can't wait to see where this goes, man. I, re- I really hope that they keep going with it and that it's, it's as thoughtful in the sequels as it was in this one. You so. know, it's a movie I want to see, but it, it couldn't be this director. It'd have to be someone else. I don't know who it would be. I think Taiko Itd might do a good job. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that one. It, I can't think of the good director, but bring us on Discord and Twitter and stuff and tell us who you think would be a good director. But I want to see Batman Beyond Okay. with Kevin Conroy as old man Batman. That'd be cool. Because he's, cool. he's he's tall. He's, li- he's live well, now because he he's he older. He did it in um, The Flash TV show. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he showed up briefly as Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I think he could pull it off, and he's got the voice. He's we know he's voice. got the character. He's got the voice for days. And all you need <laughs> is a new Terry McGinnis. It would be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, man. So we'll see where it goes from here. I'm looking forward to it, whatever it turns out to be. Oh, I should say too, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, Andy Circus, decent Alfred. Oh, he did, he, he did a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. Andy Circus, every live role, like live action role he does, I'm just like, damn, like this guy, he's too good. He can act, man. He's like, good. Shit, dude. God. I'm so glad they found him in Gollum and that he yeah, went yeah. to that length because he is just too good for this world. Yeah, honestly, he really, really is. So yeah, just all around. Man. Paul Nobody Dano has. did a great job of the Paul lunatic. Dano. John Turturro is Fal- Falcone, phenomenal. Peter I Sarsgaard. did not expect him. As a as a creepy evil villain, but he didn't. He did a good job. Yeah, he did a good job being the old boss kind of yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked him in it, the Italian boss kind of thing. Yeah, he did a good job. Not a ton of characters, huh? I mean, this is like this is like the sum total of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with it. Like yeah, interesting, interesting. I, I'm fi- I'm fine with it. I have no problem with a small cast. Yeah, a small fantastic clean cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for the Batman. So uh, we are on uh, Discord, as you mentioned. So please join our Discord on there. You can find the link in the show notes of this episode right now. Tell me who should direct the Batman Beyond with Kevin Conroy movie. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the question of the week. And Who's... who should play Terry McGinnis? 
And who's okay? Very good. Tom Holland. So, yeah, yeah. Ah, so, <laughs> <laughs> <I>, it's me. <laughs> so that's who it's going to be. Um, so obviously, Discord. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you want, but we do recommend Cephalopod. It is an app near and dear to our hearts, and uh, I'm, I'm a co-founder on along with Haz from Grief Burrito Podcast. So make sure to check out your favorite podcasts on there. I should say, last podcast network podcasts are all on there now. So they were exclusive to Spotify for Great. the last couple of years, but now they are available everywhere again. So wherever you love to listen to podcasts, you can find them there, but they are also on Cephalopods. So awesome. Last podcast on the left, Wizard and a Bruiser, all that good stuff. Listen to on there. And then uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. So if you're on the Twitter, you can hit us up, Ronan Geek Official Podcast, or at Ronan Geekery. And on Facebook, uh, Ronan Geek News, I believe. Facebook slash Ronan Geek News. Anyway, you can find us on there. Lots of followers, lots of tweets, lots of stuff going down. Links will be in the doobly-doos. Yeah, links will be down below. And make sure to check those out. And that's pretty much it for this week. That's all I got. All right. Well, I got Hope, Plubby, and Adam. Hope, Plubby, and Adam (laughs) signing out. And Alex Austin signing off. Uh, I am Hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm still vengeance.